0: Welcome to the Brave Evolution Podcast. I'm your host, Chantel Hampton, and this is your weekly boost of empowerment. Fearless, without fear, bold, or brave, intrepid. The Brave Evolution is all about you being brave enough to dig deep, face the fears, face the ugly, and face the horrible cards you were dealt, and allowing the beautiful jewels inside of you to take root and to grow. On this week's episode, I have my dear friend and sister, Jasmine Smith, the founder and CEO of Envision Media Group. She's from Franklin, Virginia, and she's a powerful, powerful, woman and entrepreneur and i just wanted her to share a little bit about her journey of being fearless let's watch hi miss jasmine hey Chantel. telly how are you doing today pretty good pretty good how are you doing great i'm doing you look great. fabulous thank you you do too as always you. as always um thank you for Taking some time out to talk to us today, I'm super excited um, because one, I feel like it's been a long time coming. Yeah, <laughs> um, it feels like we've graduated. Like we've, we've, we've made some progress in our walk and in our our evolution, and yes. so I'm just grateful that you would join and talk with me. Just about your journey um, and about your process. So um, I've already kind of prepped my viewers about uh, who you are, but- Hey, (laughs) y'all. But the the brains behind Envision Media, I mean, just so that y'all know, Jasmine and I have been sisters and friends now. We've been walking together for the past seven years. And when we started, Back in 2014, we became friends. We can't we really connected, based around having similar illness um, mm-hmm. and struggling with both fibromyalgia and arthritis. <laughs> and um, so we were two grandmas talking about
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes,
0: Aiken. <laughs> <Aching. laughs> but um, let's go back. Um, okay, fourteen. What was happening in your life? Where were you? Um, What was your thought process like? I can remember you were about to start an internship. Um, I was supposed to say, what was I doing, Telly? You were about to start an internship, but this was right after, was this right after grad school or were you still in grad school? Yeah.
1: Okay, so 2014 put me a year out of grad school. So I had just finished grad school and I had no I was finishing it was like the last semester because I had to do the internship to finish Finish right and so I I took an internship um, in LA and um, it was a uh, a management company that had jumped out to me a year prior I was just listening to a lot of um Uh, I was into a lot of voices coming out of LA in entertainment, but particularly in Christian entertainment. And so this one particular person had really jumped out a year prior, but I kind of completely like put it out of my head until that time came where they were like, you need an internship. And it was almost like I kind of instantly brought that one back up. Like, remember those people that you couldn't forget about when you listened to that uh, service or whatever. I think I was listening to One Church LA or whatever. And so that person that was speaking that day uh was the same person I actually went to go work for in 2014 that um was actually my second time being in in LA doing an internship um and so I was back and that was really when I kind of was ready to go all in I think with, with my passion in media
0: okay and so talk about a little talk a little bit about that like your passion in media where you come from just like the background how did that start um I was gonna say you
1: telly no (laughs) because you inspired my whole journey um which you know everybody that's in your class they know they know (laughs) but by the time I met you and um, my other friends that was um uh, I, I guess the period where I kind of was like, okay, media is the thing that I'm gonna do. Um, I remember sitting in my master's program in class and I was supposed to be focusing on class, but I distinctly remember um, getting the name for my business. So I remember just hearing Envision Media. And it was like, I was looking around like what? And the teacher sheet was just going on. And, I, and, and it's like, everything stopped at that moment. And I literally was sit down and I started to write out the vision for it. Um, sitting in class, and that was 2013 ish still, and so um, I remember specifically being mad at like Kanye West and some of the people that were like had millions of followers that weren't necessarily, in my opinion, using it for positive influence at the time. So I would have like you know these these arguments with God, like you know like you shouldn't you know and the Lord specifically was like no go you go do something about it then. And so it it was almost like, uh, I don't mean to be super churchy, but it was almost like a pull of call to just to be, to, um, to dedicate to, um, positive influence. Right. Um, and it was like, I'm, I, I, it was almost like I was seeing a picture or image of in the future, you will have a lot of influence, but let me teach you now the power of stewarding that influence well. Um, and, um. Uh, in affecting the masses with, with small things like media and, and positive content. And so that's what that, that's what it, what, why I got started.
0: That's so cool. That is so cool. And like, I think the stewardship is huge, but also just your ability to see and have a vision. I think um, in this time, people have dreams and they have desires but the vision is always um and this is something that I talk about with my students but it's always um encompassing other people it's always about mm. the your picture and how we can mobilize bigger groups of people based around this concept and this idea that's going to actually change the world yes and so with that, like, let's just even go back. Like, how did you get into media? How did you get into, like, your desire? I mean, your whole yeah. thing about helping people, one, understand their vision, um, yeah. understand their identity and understand their voice and culture and society, um, but also putting branding and packaging behind that. How did you get into that? I think... Um...
1: Number one, I was around a lot of talented people, like our circle that always had uh, a need to produce videos or um, and you you know, you know, I I started writing um, poetry and music when I was nine. And so um, it was almost like I was noticing a pattern of artists or creatives always kind of those are the people that I was drawn to. And so um by the time I graduated high school, my first internship was that first semester of college. So the first semester home, I went right into an internship with um, a radio station here called, uh, called 103 jams and and on our in our little area in the 757 that's like that's like the biggest radio station here. So it was like right out of college I started that and I was um, you know I was just was interning and so I just out the gate was, going hard on internships and just simply like serving and helping people who were trying to do something if I knew a little bit about anything with, you know, whatever they were trying to produce, I would always just try to help. And so um, that naturally, I think came from the, the really, really heavy push of my mentors that I didn't know anything about interning or studying abroad, you know, which was, is, you know, going out of the country to study. I knew nothing about that, but I, you know, kept getting connected with people that would expose me to those things. So by the time the opportunities came, thankfully I had been a little bit prepared to go to Oxford, England for a semester and study and then go to LA twice for two semesters and study there. And so it was always something academic first that got me through the door that I just realized when we were talking about it. It was always something academic, so. Wow, the training going
0: yes for the next step and like i think that is so cool that you're saying that and and even making that connection because i think in that regard we're similar it's always yeah i think it's always something based around training and teaching and mentorship that opens the door for that next day that next stage of our lives and um always preparing us and like fine-tuning us but i think it's always in that preparation that fine-tunes us to not only receive that information but also be able to turn around and teach it so exactly and I feel like that's what you've been doing and um this whole episode was as you know we've just been talking about how to be (laughs) yes understanding what it means to be so being dedicated to the task that was my first episode and then being love and and Allowing that frequency of love to resonate in the world. But today I really wanted to talk about being fearless, and you have your fearless t shirt on that you desire. Hey! <laughs> Conference um, before pre COVID. Um, yeah, yeah. It was <laughs> so um, monumental and so amazing the people that you had come mm-hmm. out and um, participate in that in the 757 area. Mm-hmm. Um, but What is being fearless to you? What does that mean to
1: you? Um, I think it is always being your biggest supporter. So believing in yourself fearlessly. I think I struggled for the longest time with believing the vision that I had gotten for my life. Like just believing that it could happen. Like it was always something that was just way too big, too big to talk about. And so I had to learn inwardly to just accept and embrace it. So so being fearless in pursuit of what you believe you're called to do is I believe like the core of fearless. Um, and then and also we know personally just our journey, but like for me, it also was a, a huge battle um, that I faced in the process with anxiety and depression. And so that was the inward work of healing and um, consistently allowing God to make me whole so that I can then walk out the bigness of what I've seen, you know, whatever that looks like. And so um, I think that was, I think that's pretty much the inspiration behind it. That's so
0: powerful. That is so powerful because it's so true. Um, How do you, and how do you feel like even now? So we have both come out of stages of depression and, Um, anxiety and just grief and just all of that and then having to pick ourselves up and continue Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. in these moments like where you are now um walking out that fearlessness
1: um say that last part again
0: (laughs) (laughs) I said how do you find yourself now in this place that we're in and after all we've come through walking out that fearlessness, like not going back to the states of anxiety.
1: Yeah, that is that, it's not going back. It's like, you can remember certain moments or triggers or things like that, where you kind of, where you hit a wall or whatever. And so for me, it's not letting those reminders or triggers of what felt like failure Mm -hmm. while I was pursuing what I felt like God had called me to do in arts and entertainment. Um, It's really mostly that, like a mental reminder, like you can, you know, look ahead, keep focused ahead, don't get distracted by like the inward, you know, um, anxiety that, oh, I'm going to fall back into depression again, you know, because it's like, you know, big sis, like once you go up levels, it's like, I don't want (laughs) to, it's like, Lord, help me have stability on the new levels that you're gracing me with. That honestly already,
0: like right it's like ah yeah. yes
1: so it's like that it's like walking on water it's like whoa you have us legit scaling the heights yeah ah. and so how do we stay fearless on the mountain now is like whoa it's honestly what it feels like for me and I know you know there's you know we're going from glory to glory but every Every time it's a win, it's like, okay, now, now what? You know, it's like that fear of, okay, now there's another battle. So,
0: you know, it's absolutely get it. So, do you have like practical ways, like throughout the day? I mean, for me in this stage of my life, I mean, as grown up in church and understanding that, you know, thou shalt not have the spirit of fear, but the spirit of power, love, and a sound mind. No That's great. My- but I'm scared right now, like yo. freaking out right now. I, got yes. step here. I know this shouldn't be the case, but um, I'm looking at this thing or I have this assignment or somebody's asked me to do certain things. And I'm like, yo, I've never done this before. This is bigger than what I've ever done. Are there practical ways to walk out that fearlessness? What are some of your ways that you walk it out on a daily basis?
1: That is a really... Good
0: question. Um,
1: honestly, I've been more and more conscious of what thoughts are going through my mind. So I've been very <laughs> intentional about trying to journal more and more, and, and, and making that a daily discipline just to brain dump. And I'll literally like just be super uh, vulnerable in myself. These are the thoughts that triggered me today. Mm -hmm. These are the uh, negative feelings that have affected, you know, X, Y, and Z today, Um, you know, and I'll, you know, and I just kind of will deal with myself that way more consistently than avoiding a certain feeling and having to, you know, come back with all of this baggage that we could have dealt with a long time ago. So I've been more consistent about mental maintenance day to day, and then honestly replacing what, if I can capture the thought, if I can put my finger on it and say, this is what made me, you know, all these ripple effects, if I can capture it and uh, then we can get into the obedience of Christ. So I literally will, if I can find it, then I'll try to replace it. I will literally try to replace it with a better perspective or thought or or I'll say, Lord, help me to know, you know, help me to see this situation better. Yes. Like I, That's the best. Thing that I, I've learned to do right
0: now. That is so good. <laughs> so crazy that you're saying that. I'm actually reading a book by um, uh, Dr. Caroline Leaf, and mm. she's a neurosurgeon, or she's she's someone that studies the brain. I don't know the. I just practice. found her the other day. Yes, that is exact practice. Yeah. Um, but it's called. Um, oh gosh like uh start your thoughts i'll like oh my goodness hold on i'll remember it but pretty much like she is talking about just that and how we can make a habit of suppressing Mm -hmm. uh, suppressing thoughts um Mm -hmm. and it's called Mm -hmm. Switch on your brain. So, mm-hmm. the habit of suppressing those negative thoughts that you're talking about. And it's not, they're still there. They're, but yeah. those, those negative thoughts, those things are toxic thoughts and they can fill up our brain and our subconscious, which is working all the time. And so she says just that when they come up, you need to address them and not yes. push them back down, but address, yes. them, confront them, and then work through it because. Okay more toxic if you just push it right back down because it's gonna just keep rising up to the surface mm-hmm. and it harms your brain. It actually makes you brain sick. Um mm. so I'm so glad that you said that that practical application of literally addressing like what am I afraid of? What, what is it? Like yes what is so big that I can't face it. And yes. taking it confronting it and sitting down and dealing with it like it's huge um it's so huge and so you're this is my last question but like you are from we said it a few times 757 from the franklin area but i want you to talk a little bit about franklin and even as as it as it pertains to what we're talking about like the mental capacity around being fearless and just the practical application and then what you've had to do even regarding your vision. But coming Mm -hmm. from Franklin, if you can talk a little bit about that, how have you been able to break cycles, break stereotypes, break just what is projected on, especially women of color?
1: Ooh, it is a every day. Um, I would say I, I have a superhero complex, you know that. Like I tried my best to save the world. Like I, I have that complex, I just love people. And so like my hometown has been my heart. Um, and I think because um, I feel like, you know, God does things, Um, I don't know I just feel like your foundation is just super important to where you're going and so I really try to honor that and so but being from a small town where we don't have um, I think it was like 95 people in my high school graduating class Wow, (laughs) I didn't know that was small until I like got out and people were like what that was it so um one getting over The uh, feeling for me for a long time, it took a while for me being okay with being or feeling isolated from the crowd or feeling um, like a misfit in crowds. And so it was already a small place. And then for me to, you know, always feel um, set apart you know, it was difficult. So I was not popular, you know, I definitely wasn't, um, I had a popular, my best friend was, you know, was very popular, but I was never like that girl, you know, so I was always very low key. And so breaking through the acceptance part was one. Um, And then, um, and then, you know, breaking through the uh, stereotypes of norms of, you know, you think you're better than us you know, or why, you know, why did you come back after you left? Like, you could have, you could have stayed gone, you know, what happened? And it, it, and to have the heart to say, no, I came back to give, you know, and so it's been that, honestly, that was a battle, you know, and so I think when I accepted um, my place in uh, society, just as an inspiration to wherever I am, then I could let down the uh, need for approval and acceptance for those same people. you know, so I just always had a heart for them for uh, the place that I'm from to have more programs and more um, outlets so that, you know, people like me that were searching for more don't have to go away and not come back. Like I you know, I feel like you should be able to come back and um, and give or live. But if nothing is there, then you're not gonna want to. And so it's like not a pad, there's nothing set up for that community to be successful. Mm -hmm,
0: mm -hmm.
1: So I just always felt like it was a huge gap. And so I got involved with um, the mentoring program that I mentioned. I um, had been in the program since high school and I started working with that organization that would mentor girls throughout the state um over the past 10 years and so when I'm not doing media it was always being in the school and um just loving on the kids pouring into them mentoring and or teaching and so um and for me it gave me a sense of of wholeness to um because a lot of people kind of get, you know, the hardness of, well, this city didn't do anything for me or, you know, like, oh, you know, all our homeboys got locked up or, or, you know, are dead. We've lost so a a ridiculous number of people from since I've been in high school. I mean, since I've been out of high school, which it's just been a a ridiculous amount of peers that we've lost to gun violence or gangs. And so that is, You know and we haven't even grieved you know so it's just um a small town it was a lot of you know of that going on and um but you know just being able to say you know what I feel like there's work that needs to be done here and maybe all of the journeying was for being able to come back to build those things that I always wanted when I was here so yeah so
0: good that's so good and I'm so super super proud of you and uh, if you can just share like where people can contact you and um and if you want to share anything that you have coming up or anything you're working on please do but I would love for people to know how to contact you and how to how to reach it
1: yeah my um let's see my Instagram is Miss Jazz Smith Miss J-A-Z Smith Um, I am also, of course, on Facebook, but you can follow my business page to see all of the work that uh, we're doing in the community with youth and creative arts. Um, And that's at Envision Media on Facebook. Um, And our website is EnvisionMediaMasters.com.
0: Thank you so much. I'm gonna add all that stuff in the description box so y'all can get it. But um, Jazz, I am, as I said, as always, I'm super proud of you. And for how far you come, how far we've come. I'm proud of us. We've I'm come proud of us. <laughs> um, a very, very long way. And um I just know that we'll just continue to hold each other accountable throughout this journey, especially of being fearless. So thank you. I love you. <laughs> Do you want thank to Thank you? Me? I love you.
1: No, I was you said fearless, and I was gonna say fearless and brave. <laughs>
0: you brave. Yo, it takes me. Take me So, thank you. Um, I'll talk to you soon. Thank you. That was powerful. I don't know about you, but I got something from it. Um, this is just a friendly reminder to be brave, be fearless. And if you like what you hear and you want to hear more, please like this video, subscribe, and leave us a comment. I'd love to hear your feedback. Um, Until next week, have a wonderful week filled of brave steps. God bless.